2: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
1: Radio. Radio. More details
2: emerging on the PGA Live Golf merger. The Wall Street Journal reporting that PGA Commissioner Jay Monahan told PGA employees the reason for the merger is because the tour couldn't financially afford to continue fighting legal battles against Live Golf and the Saudi Public Investment Fund while at the same time increasing prize money for its own players. Wall Street Journal also reports Monahan claimed the tour spent $50 million in legal fees and had dug deep into their reserve fund. Funds. In a statement to ESPN, a PGA spokesperson said, quote, to characterize that this agreement was made due to litigation costs and other uses of reserves is an oversimplification, end quote. At the French Open, world number one, Iga Swiatek won the women's title for the second straight year and for the third time in four years, defeating Carolina Makova in three sets. One baseball game currently in action, Diamondbacks leading the Tigers 2 zip in the third inning on a home run from Nick Ahmed. I'm Nick Cope. <laughs>
4: What a title. Are you ready?
5: Prince of Darkness. The Prince of Darkness. The Prince of Darkness is in the house. I'm the man up in this piece. Jonas Knox. I don't shine shoes
6: anymore. <laughs>
5: yeah, Chief. This will be good. Jonas Knox is coming through your speakers like a right cross from a boxer that you've never heard of. They run through our ass like to a tin horn man and we could not stop them. and now live from the tire rack.com studios of fox sports radio what are you talking
2: about what is this your first day on the job
5: here's jonas knox
6: get in the fast lane grandma the bingo game is ready to roll Well, apparently, there was a situation in the NFL that we all should have seen coming a long time ago. I'll explain coming up here in just a couple of moments from now. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to this show as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever you are making us a part of your Saturday morning into the afternoon. We appreciate you doing so. And we do it all live. From the TireRack.com studios, TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So apparently it was only a matter of time. You know, apparently this was just uh, eventually where we were going to get. It just took a little bit longer than I think a lot of people recognized in the moment. So Aaron Rodgers is wrapping up his first OTAs with the New York Jets. You know, like he's uh finishing up there. He had a little bit of a calf issue, but you know, it was kind of a you know, kind of a fun little journey for Aaron Rodgers. Remember, he was at all the playoff games, he was at a Rangers game one night and then a Knicks game the next, and he was just like kind of floating back and forth. The thing that was a little confusing for me at the time, though, was the Rangers were playing the Devils. The Devils are in New Jersey, the Rangers are in New York, but he plays for the Jets, yet they play their games in New Jersey. It's very confusing. Now, I don't know if it's confusing as, as you know, whether or not Jimmy Hoffa's body was buried at the old Giants stadium, but it is confusing why this is happening with Aaron Rodgers. But nonetheless, everybody, I mean, glowing reviews. I mean, it feels like the leadership is already being felt. His relationship with Zach Wilson is off to a good start. Like, everybody's really, really excited about what's currently happening. And when somebody's really, really excited about where they currently are, it means because probably they're comparing it to where they were. And if you don't believe me, just listen to Aaron Rodgers talk about his short time as a New York Jets quarterback.
7: The last six weeks have been about the most fun I've had in a
8: while. So it's fun to come to work and be excited about what we're doing. We got a great quarterback room.
6: Huh? Well, let's do the math here. Most fun I've had in a long time. It's fun to be able to come into work. And where is he? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's because uh, things weren't all uh, all kosher with the uh, the X there. Maybe that's why. You know, maybe, maybe that's what this is all about. You know. This is not the first time Aaron Rodgers has taken a little bit of swipe at uh, at where he was at. In fact, the article that came out via The Athletic a couple of weeks ago, remember Aaron Rodgers pointed out that his relationship and his trust factor with the Jets is already better than where it was with Brian Guttenkuntz and the Packers front office and all the other. And he's been there for like 20 minutes, and it's already significantly better than where he was at, which tells me that it was only a matter of time before this was going to happen. And it's not because he crawled into a gopher hole in Oregon and you know, smoked a bunch of weed or did whatever he did and fasted for seven days and then crawled out and decided, I want to play again and all that stuff. Like Whatever he decided to do. And listen, Aaron Rodgers' methods to find happiness and peace, a lot of people like to criticize him. A lot of people like to make fun of him. They like to mock the guy. It's his business. He does what he wants. Who cares? Personally, I'm not crawling underground. Not into it. I would just assume everything would cave in around me. Look, I watched the tornado documentary. I commend those people for crawling underground when that thing's buzzing around up top. I would try and outrun it. Okay, I'm not taking the chance on some of the soil I've seen across the country in which you see a car get evaporated and sucked down like that horse off the never-ending story because somebody didn't fix a pothole or there's some sort of a a land issue somewhere. So I'm not taking my chances there. I don't want to deal with sinkholes, and I just assume everything is. I prefer to be up top, not down below. Aaron Rodgers had his own little method, his own little path, and he can say that when he crawled out of of the gopher hole and he realized that the Packers had kind of wanted to move on, that that's not where this happened. The clock started on the breakup the second they drafted Jordan Love, and it's never been more evident. Ever been more evident. Once that happened, that was the fight in the relationship that he was never going to get over. Ever. And I've said this before. Everybody's got one of those. You can bicker back and forth. You can have bad feelings back and forth. You can bark at each other and do what it like. But there are those fights that you never get over. And you know how you never get over them? Because you keep bringing them up years later. Right when you think you've moved on, right when you think everybody's found a new path to happiness, somebody keeps bringing it up. And the fact that Aaron Rodgers keeps pointing out how much better it is here than it was in Green Bay, that's not a direct shot at the Packer fan base, which he's been very supportive of and had nothing but good things to say. That's not a direct shot at his teammates, some of which are already in Green Bay. I mean, David Bakhtiari's talked about calling it a rebuild and they can say whatever they want, but this is what it feels like. That's not a direct shot at any of those guys. It's the people that made the environment, quote unquote, not a happy place for Aaron Rodgers when he was there like him not showing up to OTAs in Green Bay or any of the off-season workouts yet he's had perfect attendance in New York like all of that stuff is him letting everybody know i was in a bad spot like you only know good once you've dealt with bad like that's just the reality like a lot of us don't know what we want until we've had something we don't want And Aaron Rodgers realized once they made the decision to draft Jordan Love and the way everything transpired, and yes, he signed the contract and all that stuff, but once you got the vibe that they weren't exactly on the same page and the Packers waited until the one non-MVP season to start acting and, and, and separating themselves from him, once that happened, it was over. It was only a matter of time. And his remarks and his reactions should tell you everything you know, need to know about the relationship. It was fractured. It was never going to be repaired. And this was always going to be the end result. And thus Aaron Rodgers is now the quarterback of the New York Jets having, quote unquote, the best time he's had in years in the world of football. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. All right. You know the part in the movie Casino where Joe Pesci's got that guy's head in a vice? And he just keeps cranking it and cranking it and cranking it. And then finally at the end, the guy gives him the name and he says Charlie M. And then he cuts his throat because he can't believe that he had to go through all this for Charlie M. Like, I can't believe we got to go through all this. And Charlie M. is just the Miami Heat. I really can't believe it. Can somebody put the finals out of their misery, please? Can somebody please end this whole charade that everybody wants to act like is a legitimate NBA championship? Can we just stop? Let me tell you what happened. The Denver Nuggets won the NBA finals. The second Jason Tatum rolled his ankle in game seven. Miami's got no shot. (laughs) It's over. Like, Eric Spolstra and Jimmy Butler and all of them could say whatever they want. Well, our focus is getting this back to Miami. I don't know about you guys, but I haven't seen them win a playoff game in Miami in quite a while. You know? In fact, now that we think about it, they've lost six of their last eight playoff games. But okay. All right. Hashtag Heat Culture. <laughs> they're, they're the cool kids. Everybody likes Cheer for the Heat. Literally have lost six of their last eight playoff games. And we're supposed to believe this is a legitimate contender to the NBA title. The Denver Nuggets are the best team in the league. That is a fact. They've got the best player in the league, and they're playing the best. I don't know about you, but that feels like a recipe for success. I just You're watching these games going like, now I'm, I'm offended. I'm actually pissed off Denver didn't win game two. Because if they did, we'd be done with this. This whole thing would be wrapped up and we could move on with our lives. The fact that they came out and laid an egg late in that game in game two, now you're looking around going, dude, like all of that for this? Like that's what we're doing here? Like we we, we got to sit here with our heads in a vice because Denver mailed it in in the late portion of game two? When this was what it was going to be the entire time? Like, we went through all of that? We're Charlie M? Like, like what, what, what is happening here? Like, if, if you're the Denver Nuggets and you're the Miami Heat, you know the conclusion of this. We should have all known the conclusion of this. This is how this was going to go. Much like the Aaron Rodgers saga, this is how this was always going to go. And the fact that it's not over feels like torture. And I can already tell you how this whole thing's going to go. They're going to get to game five. Okay. You're going to get everybody on ESPN trying to talk about, ooh, what are the heat chances? You know, I mean, we just, we've seen it before. You know, the Cavs did it in 2016. Remember LeBron? Remember, like, we've seen this before. And they're going to try and sell you on how this is a a legitimate possibility of it happening. And Miami's going to come out. And they're probably going to come out playing well. And they might even have a little bit of a lead at the end of the first quarter, just like they did last night. And then Denver's just going to do what they do. They're going to play at their same speed because that's all Jokic knows. And they're going to win that game. And they're going to hoist the trophy. And it's over with. And the fact that we got to sit through it with our head in the vice all because of Charlie M., is a disgrace. Let's end this thing. Let's move on and get ready for some more off-season football talk. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter, at Knox at Knox on Twitter, and you can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app as well. So we're going to take you all the way up until 4 p.m. Eastern time, 1 o'clock Pacific. We've got the usuals. We've got another edition of Do You Care? We've got the scraps. It's all yours here, a two-hour extravaganza on Fox Sports Radio, but... The layers of hypocrisy are becoming more comical in the world of sports. And I'll tell you how next.
5: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
3: Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast.
4: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.
8: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
6: Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. By the way, if you're into bad music, Iowa Sam's playing a Seether song right now for you Shut listening up. on the podcast, and it is brutal. Shut up! Whew. What song is this, Sam? So people can uh, indulge on how bad this music is. That freaking
5: is? voodoo music.
6: It's uh, Gasoline by Seether. Nice. By the way, Iowa Sam, back from his vacation in the Honduras, kind enough to join us here on the show. The Honduras, yes. Yeah.
5: <laughs> Not to be confused with Honduras.
4: The Honduras <laughs> is actually in uh, Northern Europe. <laughs>
6: Oh, man. All right. Coming up, uh, we'll call it 10 minutes from now from the TireRack.com studios. Apparently, there's something really popular in the NFL, and it's popular to everybody except for the people that actually play. Okay? So the people that actually play are not interested. But this is a very popular thing. We will get into that for you here coming up in a little over 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. All right. So I'm a firm believer that there's hypocrisy all around us. Okay, like a firm believer. And I think all of us are guilty of it. So every single one of us has got some level of hypocrisy, whether we want to acknowledge it or not. It's like you'll get these people that get really, really upset when somebody posts a photo of them hunting. You know, like, like if one of these celebrities posts a photo of the, of them hunting a wild animal and they post the picture of them and their catch and all that, they get, I mean, destroyed. You get these people in their comments going, oh, how could you? You ought to be ashamed of yourself. I wish that animal would have turned on you. Ooh, big man with the gun killing an animal. While they're sitting in a fast food line getting ready to have a cheeseburger. Okay, so you'll eat it. You just don't want to see how it ends up there. Got it? Just want to be clear. I want to know what's happening. I just want to know. So you're good with having a ribeye. You just don't want to see where it came from. Okay, that's fine. That's <laughs> all good. Nope. like I just I want to be. I want to know. We're on the same page here. You know, it's like the uh, like the people who say I don't eat sweets. Not a big sweets guy. I don't want the sugar. But give me a cold cut or a ham sandwich on white bread. All right. But you don't eat, so you don't want the sugar. All right? Have you seen how much sugar's in white bread? Just curious. All right? When you pass up the donut for a cold cut, <sighs> kind of, you know, kind of feel like we're not really doing much there. Or the people that are like, hey, I'm eating super healthy. Huge healthy eater. All I'm doing is salads right now. I'm on a salad only diet. As they pour a paint can full of ranch dressing over the salad. Like there's just, there's hypocrisy all around us. It's everywhere. And the layers of hypocrisy that continue to pour out of this PGA live tour shenanigan fest that's happening are absolutely hilarious. Okay. So here's the latest. So there's this report out from the Wall Street Journal saying that Jay Monahan, the PGA Tour commissioner, he told players in this players-only meeting on Thursday that that part of the reason why they accepted this deal to join the Live Tour is because they couldn't afford to keep up their legal battle with Saudi's public investment fund. All right, So the legal fees were mounting, but their business model, they couldn't, you know, they were trying to work on bonuses for players and all the other things. And he said, man, we just we, we couldn't we couldn't fight the fight. You know, just the legal battles, you know, uh, it just wasn't part. Now, when somebody reached out uh, from ESPN, they reached out to a member of the PGA Tour, uh, you know, the the higher-ups there and said, you know, any validity to this report? They said, well, you know, it's a bit overblown to say that we did all this because we didn't want to deal with the legal fees. Okay, whatever the case may be, here's where we are. And then you've got a PGA Tour policy member, somebody that helped broker the deal between the PGA and Live This Week, and he said that PGA Tour members who stayed loyal to the tour will receive equity in the new company, kind of a make good, if you will. Although it's a yet to be determined formula. Okay, so it's yet to be determined. All right, we're gonna make we're, this is a make good. All right. So let me ask you a question: Would you rather have? A hundred million dollar what if, or just a hundred million dollars, right? Like, like, just, like, what if I told you, hey, I'm going to hand you a hundred million dollars, or here's a stack of lotto scratchers, and these aren't the rinky dink one dollar scratchers that I hand out to people at Fox Sports Radio during the holidays. No, 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 no. These are those like five dollar scratchers. You know the ones that never sell out because nobody can really afford them? You go into like a 7-Eleven or a Circle K or a Wawa or whatever that place is called on the East Coast. And you go in there and you buy a lotto scratcher. It's the $5 ones. They never sell out. They've been sitting there for 30 years because nobody can afford them. But if I told you, if you scratch enough of those, it might end up being $100 million. Or I could just give you the $100 million. Which would you prefer? Because I don't know about you. I'm not against grabbing a nickel and scratching off a bunch of scratchers for $100 million, but if you tell me I could save time and just take the $100 million, I'll take the $100 million. So that's what we're being told here. Listen, it's a yet-to-be-determined formula, but we feel like there's going to be some stuff uh, you know, uh, for all these players. But just so you know, anybody that left the tour and went to the Live Golf Association or whatever they're called, those guys aren't eligible they're not eligible for this yet-to-be-determined amount of money that these guys are going to get on the back end, possibly. Okay, but they can keep the $100 million. I just want to be clear. Here's the best part about all this. So obviously, there's the hypocrisy from the PGA Tour and the blowhards that are in the PGA Tour at every turn. You got Jay Monahan who condemned the Live Tour and all this, and then he ended up years later, you know, a couple years later, uh, joining forces with them this week. There's all that stuff. The other part about this that's so funny is you got the players, guys like Rory McIlroy, some of these other blowhards that are talking about their loyalty. And these guys stayed loyal to the PGA. They took the moral approach. Like all of those guys who have been ripping players to pieces, telling them you were wrong and it's blood money and all that. All those guys talking about it being blood money before, but now that it's here are angry. And the only way you can make it up to them is with some of the blood money that's now funding this joint effort. Okay, so the blood money wasn't good two years ago, but if you want to make it up to me, I'm willing to accept it now. Does anybody stand like take a step back and go, I mean, what are we doing here? Like, let's just let like let everybody listen. We understand you're embarrassed. You criticized, I mean, Greg Norman got destroyed. Phil Mickelson got destroyed. Brooks Kepka got destroyed. Bryson Deshe- All these guys got buried. And I know a lot of people don't like him. And a lot of people aren't going to like this. And aren't happy about it. And apparently there's some other stuff going on in the news. I don't really know anything about politics. But I'll just say this. Donald Trump said a while back. Take the money Because it's going to end up here eventually. Just take the money. It's all going to come from the same pot sooner or later. And that's a hundred plus million dollars you're turning down. And guess what? Here we are. Like, look, you, you, you you took a calculated risk. You wanted to stand on a soapbox and criticize people. And at the same time... While criticizing them and where their money comes from, if you look through a list of the sponsors for the PGA Tour and you did some background checks, eh, some of that apparel they wear seems like it's made in parts of the world that maybe some people don't think too fondly of. I don't know about you. If you do enough digging, you kind of... The whole point of this is there's hypocrisy everywhere. And if you want to stand on your soapbox and criticize and point fingers... And all the other people that are doing things morally wrong with their money, there'd be a bunch of fingers pointing straight back at you. We do it all the time. We do it with our diets. We do it with our relationships. We do it with self-help. We do it with money. All of us. I've said this before. There's a reason why when Nick Saban came out and was critical of Jimbo Fisher and the NIL money, and his spending, and all that. There's a reason why Jimbo Fisher was so outraged by it. And people in college football were so surprised by it. Because you normally don't hear that. Jimbo Fisher's first response to Nick Saban was what? After he made those comments. Oh yeah? I know things about you. The reason he was so bothered is because you don't hear that from other coaches. When there's a scandal in college football or college athletics... You never hear the arch rival come out and speak out against them. When USC has got everything from a cast member of Full House going to prison for an academic scandal, a bum fielding punts at practice, and all the other things that have come along with it. An athletic director who apparently may have fat shamed some employees and all that stuff, and he had to be exited out the door on a Friday afternoon so nobody noticed. You know you've never heard anything from UCLA? It's weird. Like UCLA's never come out and publicly spoken out against someone. Why do you think that is? Because glass houses don't throw stones for a reason. And if you dug deep enough, you could find flaws with anything in the world of college sports or in the world in general. You could find something wrong with anybody. This is another example of why just shut up. Live and let live, no pun intended. All right. Everybody's got decisions to make. And I think there was a reason why Rory and some of these other people started getting real quiet towards the end over the past couple of weeks, because I think they felt like the tables were turning. And now you got a lot of people looking around going, dude, if we were all going to end up here in the same spot anyways, what was the last two years about Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio? Again, get me on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. Uh, coming up, we are going to get into a story in the NFL, which I think is very obvious. It's very obvious that something that you like, the people in the NFL involved in it, they don't like it at all. I'll tell you what that is here from the tirerack.com studios. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, make
2: some noise for Nick Cope. What's up, Jonas? What's happening? Well, the other part. The other part of that report, I was I uh, was going to add to it. Monahan apparently told employees the tour had already spent fifty million in legal fees, and then had dipped into its reserves for one hundred million to help get those increased purses for events to try to keep players from going over to live. And if they were going to continue with that antitrust lawsuit, uh, one person uh, told ESPN that it would have cost the PGA more than a hundred million in legal fees. So they they saw where things were going. And, and decided to get out in front of it. I mean,
6: so what were the last two years about? You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs>
6: like, I mean, at some point, like people get I be, mean, this is what it is. They made the deal. They didn't run it by anybody. It just in the middle of the week, it was like, all right, by the way, we're joining forces. Wait, what? It's like, you can't do anything about it now. It's like, they can complain about the money all they want, but just here we are. And now you move forward. And if it's, if it's really for the betterment of the sport, it just feels like a lot of people are talking about how they were let down as opposed to the sport itself. Yes. I don't know. It's a, it's a bit much for me.
2: Yeah, and it seems like outside of the guys who went to live, the the only people that are really winning, uh, seeing these figures, are the lawyers, of course. They always course. make out all right.
6: Yeah, listen, they all, I mean, that, that's the way this world works. Yes. I mean, look, you know how it goes, Nick.
2: We do have the uh, third round of the RBC Canadian Open in progress. Nick Taylor is the leader. He's got a one-shot lead at 10 under. Many of the leaders are about to tee off here over the course of the next hour. In tennis at the French Open, world number one Iga Swiatek won the women's title for the second straight year and now for the third time in four years, defeating Karolina Mukova in three sets. Tomorrow, Novak Djokovic is in the men's final. He goes for a record 23rd Grand Slam title. In baseball, we got a few games going on. Diamondbacks are leading the Tigers 5-0 in the sixth inning. They've got home runs from Nick Ahmed and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. A couple other games have just gotten going. The White Sox and the Marlins. And as well, we got the Cardinals and the Reds. Those games just started in the last 15, 20 minutes. Champions League coming up at the top. of The hour, Manchester City versus Inter Milan. City trying to complete the treble today. They've already won the Premier League, the FA Cup, and now looking to finish off and win the Champions League. Jonas, back to you. Thanks, Nick. Jonas Knox. Fox Sports Radio, brought to you by Progressive
6: Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. We are going to have another edition of Do You Care coming up here in about 12 minutes from now. I mean, if you want upbeat, positive, feel-good stories in the world of sports, we'll have them for you and then tell you why they don't matter. It's really fun. Stick around for that 12 minutes from now here from the TireRack.com studios. So, The NFL's got a little bit of a problem. And actually, I don't know if it's the NFL or is it HBO. So Robert Sala came out on Friday and said, yeah, we we are not really all that interested in hard knocks. We don't want to be featured. All right. So three of the four candidates for hard knocks have now publicly said, yeah, we're good. Thank you, though. The Jets don't want to do it. The Bears don't want to do it. And the Saints don't want to do it. And they've said it publicly. Now, the only team that hasn't said it publicly is the Washington Commanders. And that could be because Washington's got some other things they're trying to figure out, like whether or not Dan Snyder's going to finally sell his team. Because, I don't know, I've been hearing, I don't know but you guys for going on, feels like four years now, that there's a sale pending. This has got to be the longest sale process in the history of mankind. Like, I've heard of, uh, can I get a rain check? I've heard of that before. Or layaway, where you pay a portion of it and you put it on layaway and and then you come back later on and you get, Like I get all that. But this is going on way too long. Like, I could see, like, Black Friday, you go into a Walmart or you go into, like, a, a Toys R Us or, like, a KB Toys and you want to get this, like, giant monster truck for your kid but it's like 400 bucks and like, damn, I don't have 400 bucks right now. I mean, I don't get paid till the 30th and it's, we're not quite, it's like, uh, I mean, here, can I, can I give you a little bit and keep it on layaway? Yeah, no problem. Just come back, uh, you know, your next paycheck, like two weeks from now we can figure it out. I get that. I don't get this speed it up. Let's go. And let's move on from the Dan Snyder era. And I firmly believe That if it was already finalized and Dan Snyder was out, the Commanders would be the team that would be featured on Hard Knocks. I firmly believe that. But I don't think the NFL really wants to showcase all the flaws and, and everything going on there in Washington. So you got a couple of choices here. There are two choices for the NFL. Either you get rid of this formula that you've come up with, which I don't know if you guys are up to speed on the formula. So teams don't have to be on the show if any of these rules apply to them, All right. if you have a first-year head coach in place, you don't have to be on Hard Knocks. If you have a playoff berth in the past two seasons, you don't have to be on Hard Knocks. And if you've appeared on the show in the past 10 years, you don't have to be on Hard Knocks. Okay, So you can either get rid of that and just open it up to everybody and say, who wants in? Jerry Jones will be the first one to raise his hand. And say, I'd like to be a part of this. And I'm sure there's a couple others out there who, who want to be showcased. Maybe the Indianapolis Colts and Jim Mercer. So. so you could do that, or you could just get rid of it altogether. You could also do that as well, too. Because it does feel like the appeal of hard knocks has kind of run its course. We get so much access... And we get so much information when it comes to the NFL and it comes to teams and reality versions of the NFL and shows, et cetera. We get so much of it that I don't think it's got the ooh look behind the curtain appeal that it normally did. I mean, they're doing hard knocks in season now. It's like, what are we like? Who's watching that? I think, like, the, last year it was uh, the Cardinals. The year before it was the Colts. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know if I watched any of it. Like, I, don't, I mean, what, what are we doing here? There's so much access to the NFL now that I, I just don't think hard knocks is really what it once was. It's like when inside the NFL, I think it moved to the CW network. But inside the NFL left Showtime recently. Everyone's like, oh man, end of an era. And you're right, it is an end of an era. But inside the NFL, the appeal of it isn't what it used to be. Because people can get their highlights and their breakdowns in real time. So there's no longer the appeal to stick around and wait to see what Inside the NFL is doing. And I grew up on Inside the NFL. I loved Inside the NFL. Len Dawson and Nick Bonacani and all these, like, I mean, legends. Chris Collinsworth was on it. Dan Marino had a meltdown on set where he pounded the desk because he screwed up one of his lines. It's fantastic. I loved inside the NFL. But because the access to football and highlights and information is so much more now, the appeal to it is kind of diminished. And I feel like that's where we're at when it comes to hard knocks. So the fact that you've got all of these people that are candidates because they fit the formula they've put together and none of them want to do it, you got two choices here. Open it up to everybody, or get rid of it altogether. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports radio, again, get me on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter, and coming up next here from the Tyrac.com studios. It's another edition of Do You Care? You have been told so many things about major stories in the world of sports and beyond, and we're going to tell you why some of them mean zilch, and it's yours here on FSR.:
4: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.
8: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport, and me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
6: Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming up top of next hour. We'll call it about 15 minutes from now from the tirerack.com studios. There's a bad situation in the NFL that may be even worse than we all realize, you included. We'll get into that for you here again a little over 10 minutes from now here on FSR. But right now it is time for a Saturday tradition unlike any other. It's another edition of this.
5: There are so many stories in the world of sports, and most of them are a complete waste of time. TMZ reports. Nah. Let's get kinky. Here's some of the big stories from the last week. But Jonas, the real question
6: is, do you care? And for that, we turn it over to our executive producer, Bo Benson, to find out what the hell people have been talking about all week. Bo?
7: Yeah, Jonas, uh, real quick. Um, Sam's back. Do you care?
6: Oh, God, no. Yeah, no, right? It was, it was oh, kind of I nice. It. Like, I, 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 we're, supposed to, like, we're supposed to throw some some wake because Sam missed two weeks vacationing on a yacht in Istanbul. <laughs> So we've got to like uh, let Ramos go through all the painstaking tasks of you know trying to piece together the show and all the show elements because Sam wants to disappear and you know uh, hang out in uh, Indonesia somewhere with <laughs> yeah, his family just... because they've got uh, so much money uh, oh. from farming in Iowa. This is I'm sick of it, man. <laughs> it's just shameful. Yeah, truly shameful. Uh, He's got a gold silo. I know. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. He, he kept bragging all. It, Farm. It, yeah.
7: bragging all week. Forty uh, ers Enterprises, the investment arm of the. Uh, San Francisco 49ers uh, purchase the recently relegated Premier League Premier League club Leeds United. Do you care? No, I don't.
6: Not at all.
4: Don't give
8: up.
6: And I really don't care if that uh, bothers any uh, soccer freaks out there. Everybody uh, jumping for joy because uh, Messi's coming over uh, to play for Inter Miami or whatever. Listen, last time I I heard... Uh, Any issue with Messi, either it was like tax evasion and then he pissed off Canelo because he like wiped himself with the Mexican flag. And like, I'm supposed to like, I was like, that was like one of the things. And like, I think Canelo like threatened to beat his ass or something like that. So like everyone's like celebrating, oh my God, ticket prices have skyrocketed for Messi's uh, return on uh, to the U.S. And he's going to be playing for Miami. It's like, okay, cool. (laughs) Like, 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 can I watch it on TV? If I if Fox is putting it on I'll watch it. If not, who cares? Next.
7: The uh, the recent closure of part of crypto.com's business uh won't affect the naming rights that currently uh, are held at its former Staples center
6: down uh, in
7: downtown LA. Do you care about it all?
6: No, not at all. Listen, I, I think I'm going to I don't care. It. Like um, I don't even know. I I think the the field in Washington where the Commanders play. I think it's called FedEx Field. I think I have that right. I still call it RFK Stadium. <laughs> like, call whatever I want. Well, that's not what it's called anymore. To me, it is. Like where the Dolphins play? You think I'm calling it Hard Rock? No, it's Joe Robbie that's how i that's what i where the bills play rich stadium that's how i operate i'll call whatever i want to call it and if i want to call it crypto.org or the staple center or office depot dome or whatever they they want to put together i'll call whatever i want i just want to know who's responsible for taylor swift's banner being put up there that's all i want to know and why I needed to stare at that while I was trying to watch Tool play there the last time I was there. Next.
7: Dolphins wide receiver Tyreek Hill believes that he can become the NFL's first 2,000-yard wide receiver, uh, surpassing Lions wide receiver Calvin Johnson's 2012 season, where he finished with 9, uh, 1,964 yards. Do you care at all?
6: Uh, yes, I do. Yeah. First of all, uh, did Calvin Johnson dis- – just like, didn't he lose a portion of his finger – like, that's a lot. Like, I think Ronnie Lott did the same thing. Like, that's that's a lot to endure just to catch a lot of balls. You know what I mean? It's like one of those, it's like that uh, that lady who got her arm ripped off in, what uh, was it, Tiger King, whatever that show was called back in the day. It's like, man, was it worth all that? You know what I mean? Like, it was that was really worth it? Like, somebody goes to high-five you and they got to borrow your foot? You know, like, It was just just so you could help some drug addict and his lines. Like listen, whatever. I mean, people have decisions to make and I'm not here to criticize anybody's sacrifices. But the point is, like Tyreek Hill going for this is not that far fetched. And here's the other thing that's amazing about that trade. Now that we look back, a lot of people assumed, God, who's going to win? Who's going to win the breakup between Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes? Dude, they both had phenomenal years. Tyreek Hill was phenomenal, and it was a revolving door quarterback in Miami, and Patrick Mahomes won a Super Bowl. So, it's one of those deals that worked out for both sides, and I hope Tyreek Hill does it. Next. Uh, former Lakers point guard Magic Johnson
7: offered his thoughts on the NBA Finals, tweeting, At the end of the day, this final series boils down to the fact that the Nuggets are a more talented team than the Heat. Uh, Jonas, do you care about this incredibly revealing insight from uh, one of the greatest players of all time?
6: No, I don't, and I've never cared about it. Like, listen, I I would just—I want to reply back to Magic and be like, "Hey, what happened to Lonzo Ball's jersey being hung up in the rafters in L.A.? What happened to that?" Because I remember Magic Johnson said all that as well too. (laughs) Like, just like, and, and, and it's to the point now where I think Magic Johnson's trolling everybody. I swear to God, there's there's no possible way he thinks that this is like revealing stuff. I think he sends it and he's laughing while he's sending it. Or is this like one of those chat GPTs or whatever they are, where it's like AI who's running the Twitter account of Magic Johnson and now uh, he can just kind of, it's like one of those cars that drives itself and now he's not like anywhere near his Twitter account and they're firing off bad takes, whatever it is. I'm not interested. Next. All right.
7: Last but not least, uh, this time next week, I will hopefully not be here because I will have knocked Blink-182 off of my concert bucket list uh, on Friday night. Jonas, do you
6: care? No, not at all. Listen, I don't oh, give a Oh, I love you, but there are better ways to spend your weekends. Uh, like... Like just put on blippy on YouTube or whatever for the little one. Uh, but like to go to Blink 180. First of all, the band stinks. Uh, the drummer's very talented. And one of the guys is, is a UFO freak. Other than that, I'm not interested in that either.
1: Do you love Selena? Like really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano.
9: to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips.
8: When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall.
9: Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: More details emerging on the PGA Live Golf merger. The Wall Street Journal reporting today that PGA Commissioner Jay Monahan told PGA employees the reason for the merger is because the tour could not financially afford to continue fighting legal battles against Live Golf and the Saudi Public Investment Fund, while at the same time increasing prize money for its own players. The Journal also said that Monahan claimed the tour spent $50 million in legal fees and had used $100 million of its reserve funds. Third round of the Canadian Open in progress. Nick Taylor's at the top of the leaderboard with a two-shot lead at 11-under. In tennis at the French Open, world number one Igas Swiatek won the women's title for the second straight year and for the third time in four years, defeating Carolina Mukova in three sets. Tomorrow, Novak Djokovic goes for a record 23rd Grand Slam title. Baseball, D-backs lead the Tigers 5 nothing. Reds on top of the Cardinals 5 nothing as well. I'm Nick Cope.
5: What a title. Are you ready? Prince of Darkness. The Prince of Darkness. The Prince of Darkness is in the house.
8: I'm the man up in this piece.
5: Jonas Knox. I don't shine shoes anymore.
8: (laughs) Yeah, Chief. This will
5: be good. Jonas Knox is coming through your speakers like a right cross from a boxer that you've never heard of. They run through our ass like... To a tin horn, man, and we could not stop. And now, live from the tirerack.com studios of Fox Sports Radio. What
2: are you talking about? What is this? Your first day on the job?
5: Here's Jonas Knox.
6: Get in the fast lane, Grandma. The bingo game is ready to roll. So could something that's already bad in the NFL be that much worse and you don't even realize it? I'll explain coming up here in just a couple of moments from now. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. You can always find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country. But wherever you are making us a part of your Saturday afternoon, we appreciate you doing so. We'll take you all the way up until 4 p.m. Eastern time, 1 o'clock Pacific, through the rest of the hour. And we do it all live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there an unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installs. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So let me do a, like a hypothetical scenario for you. Kind of a what if. Right? I just want to put you in a situation. I want you to just kind of tell me how you would, how you would feel about it. So say you had a stove fire, you know, a little flare-up on the stove. Not a big deal, right? Not a big deal whatsoever. I mean, everybody's had that at some point in time. Or maybe a flare-up on the grill. Like, how would you handle that? I mean, you would probably kind of wave it off maybe. Maybe close the, the grill lid. Maybe turn it off, you know, first. And just kind of make sure everything cools down. Like, you know, that that would be step one into how you would handle like a grill fire or a stove fire. You know, turn it off, you know, make sure like, yeah, hey, listen, the food might get burnt, but whatever. And then step two... Would be like one of those like uh, household fire extinguishers, you know you go grab one and kind of spray it all off and all that. like that that would be step two. And then like, step three maybe would be something more drastic. But if it wasn't as bad, you know, like a, like a real serious issue, you wouldn't really need to go all the way out. like but if somebody told you like, "Hey, trust us, we'll take care of this." you would assume they would follow one of those two steps. They'd turn the stove off, they'd grab a fire extinguisher, like not a problem. But if all of a sudden you looked overhead and there was an air tanker getting ready to drop fire retardant out of the sky onto your home, wouldn't that be kind of a red flag to you that maybe this was worse than what you initially thought? Because if it's just a stove fire, if it's just a little bit of a flare-up on the grill, that seems like something you could handle. You know, we've all been there. But if all of a sudden a giant plane drops a bunch of pink stuff onto your house to put out the fire, that would tell me, oh boy, this is worse than we all realize. And I say all that to say this. Why did the NFL ask Tom Brady to send a video to players urging them not to gamble this week? Why did that happen? Why was that necessary? I mean, I understand that, you know, the, the, there's been a couple of, People that have been popped for gambling. I, I get all that. You know, Isaiah Rogers was the latest this week from the Colts. You know, he basically acknowledged like, hey, you know, I, uh, I did this. Uh, there's some stuff out there that there were hundreds of bets. It was uh, somebody who was associated with him, but not exactly him uh, that placed these bets, some of which were on the Colts games and all that. I mean, you know, how I feel about it. Isaiah Rogers returns kicks. Uh, I blame the NFL for this. Because, uh, you know, the fact that he's returned kicks in his career, he saw where the NFL was going with kickoffs, and he said, I've got to supplement my income, so I've got to start placing wagers. All right, so I blame the NFL for that. So, to me, he should be exonerated on all charges because of their dumb kickoff rule changes. Like, this is how bad it is. You got guys having to pick up side jobs to try and make ends meet. You know, it's like somebody who's waiting tables during the day and also a stripper at night. You can criticize him all you want, but i got to pay the bills. All right, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to be judged here. So I don't judge Isaiah Rodgers. But the point being, the NFL's got all these little like gambling flare-ups. You know, like things are popping up and it feels like you could put these out on your own. Like you don't, I mean, it's not like, you know, it's easy just like hand out some punishments and everything. But no, 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 no. You got to bring in Tom Brady. Tom Brady, the greatest player in the history of the sport, is the guy you got to bring in to urge players on a video about not gambling. Like that's, like, that's the approach we're taking if you're the NFL. Why do I get the feeling that this is much worse than we're hearing about? Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated, of the MMQB, you can hear him every Thursday on Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, with those yahoos who do the morning show, Albert Breer talked about, listen, man, there's a a feeling that there's more of this stuff out here. The NFL's investigating more issues and more players and more, like, there's, there's other things going on here. But why do I get the feeling that it's much worse? In fact, why do I get the feeling that maybe there's some names that are out there That maybe we'll never hear about because maybe those names are so big that the NFL doesn't want that to get out. And I'm not trying to be conspiracy theorist here. I'm not trying to go down that road, but it does feel to me like bringing in Tom Brady for a video on not gambling because of what it'll do to your NFL career. Why wouldn't you just bring in Calvin Ridley? The guy lost a year of his career and all he did was some goofy seven-leg parlay bets for $1,500. But he's been punished for gambling. Bring in Calvin Ridley. He's not enough to talk to some of these players. Why do you need to bring in the greatest player in the history of the game to make a video urging players not to gamble? I got a feeling there's some names that are out there that are much bigger than your Calvin Ridleys or your Isaiah Rogers and some of these uh, – Jamison Williams. I think there's some names out there that the NFL is looking at right now on a piece of paper through their investigation going, oh, God, this would look bad. Oh, God. we No, yeah, this is not – Okay, so why don't we figure out how we can keep that away from everybody else? And, uh, hey, Tom, would you mind, as the greatest player in the history of the NFL, making a video urging players around the league not to gamble? I think this is so much worse than the NFL is letting on. And I don't feel the least bit bad for the NFL. Because I think the NFL didn't button up all the potential dangers of this before they took the money. Like, we can sit here and say, well, players should know better. It's like, dude, if if I'm a player and I'm sitting in a training room getting work done to my knee, do I really know that I'm going to get popped six games because I bet on some college football over under? Like, if if I'm an NFL player and I'm sitting on the training table on a Saturday and the Ohio State-Michigan game's on... If, I, if somebody tells me, hey, you know uh, Michigan's favored to win this game by four points right now, and they're up by ten, I'd be like, wait, so so Ohio State can l- still lose? They can, they can still lose the game, but I can still win money? Oh, dude, give me Ohio State. Like, that's going to cost me six games? Whether you want to say it's the coaches who didn't pass the note along, whether you want to say it was the NFLPA, whether it was the NFL, Roger Goodell, whoever, the fact that you're bringing in Tom Brady to have to make some video about what not to do, like, why not Ridley? Why not Jamison Williams? Why not somebody else? Why why wouldn't you bring in Tim Donahue? Like, bring in somebody who's... The fact that you're going this direction, letting everybody know, hey, look at my great career. This is how great I was. Look at everything that came along with it. You're going to lose all of it if you gamble. To me... I think there's some people who got popped, and I think we're never gonna find out the names, because the NFL knows what an awful look that would be. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. And again, you can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. By the way, speaking of Twitter, a lot of uh a lot of positive feedback here on the show thus far, which is the usual. Really fun stuff here. For those of you that want to feel better about yourself and mankind, here's some good stuff for you. Guy writes in, Jason, bleep Joni. Go continue to be outraged about your lame-ass bleep golf that's not even a real sport, and to be woke like the rest of your snowflakes about boycotting and never watching anymore. You bleep. He said that? Another guy writes in, you want Aaron Rodgers to bleep you. Derek writes in, you Lionel Messi ball-washing bleep boy, (sighs) go talk about him and the unwatchable bleeps, hoping you'll get a selfie with that bleep to lube up and drain your thimble bleep nightly to. At the Jonas Knox on Twitter. That is at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. If you would like to see the unedited versions of all of those here. And so you can sit back and have a cocktail and just feel better about where we are as a society reading some of those. From the tire studios. Jonas Knox will be here. You little jerk. On FSR. All right. So coming up next. (laughs) Oh, man. Coming up next. There are a bunch of teams in the NFL taking one approach, and then you get a handful of teams taking another approach. And it's weird. The handful of teams, they're actually good. I'll tell you why that is. That's next.
2: Hey, you know, you're not a bad-looking man, Mr. Galson. Not bad-looking at all.
1: Do you love Selena? Like, really love
9: Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to more than a movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up in, we'll call it, eh, a little over 10 minutes from now from the TireRack.com studios. Somebody wants you to know they really care a lot they're concerned. They've got a heart. Unfortunately, though, we all remember things, things that took place not that long ago, and we will expose them coming up in a little over 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. So make sure you stick around for that here from the tirerack.com studios. So why don't the Minnesota Vikings just come out and say, yeah, we don't believe in Kirk Cousins as our quarterback? Just say that. Like, we could save a lot. It's like I was talking about the NBA Finals. Like, we we got to actually sit through another game to find out whether or not the Denver Nuggets are better than the Miami Heat. I, I feel like we we kind of already know. We've, we we kind of – we realized that in game one. So, like, we're all – you know, we're sitting on it. – we're like, uh, you know, the guy in Casino with his head in a vice. And at the end, what was it for? Charlie M? Like, I feel like we're all Charlie M having to sit and watch the NBA finals. I wish – like, at, at some point – Kirk Cousins has got to feel the same way. Like, why don't you guys just tell me you don't believe in me and we could just move on. Let's go. Because the Minnesota Vikings made the decision to release Dalvin Cook. And it was like the worst kept secret in the NFL. That and DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins uh, being let go from the Arizona Cardinals. Like worst kept secrets in the NFL. Like everybody knew this is where this was eventually going to go. And the reasoning for the Minnesota Vikings, if you talk to people in and around Minnesota, is for financial reasons. That the Vikings, like Dalvin Cook as a player, love his production, but Dalvin Cook and, and what it was going to cost, it was going to be $11 million to keep him this year. And so because they release him, they're going to save $9 million. So they owe him an extra $2 million because of the cut, but it was $14 million against the it's like It's all the financial stuff. But then you just look at kind of where the Vikings are at and you go, okay, so, so it's all for financial. But if I'm a Vikings fan, I'm looking at this whole thing going, so Aaron Rodgers finally leaves a division, a division we won last year. And we're like getting rid of Dalvin Cook, like one of our better players, like he's got to go. What's, what's the plan here? Like, to me, the NFC is more wide open than a lot of people want to acknowledge. Philadelphia is clearly atop the NFC, but Super Bowl hangovers are real. We, everyone can try and dismiss it all they want, but they're real. It's a reason why it's rare that a team gets to a Super Bowl and then is back at that very point the next year. So if I'm Minnesota, I'm looking around at the rest of the NFC going, outside of Philly, who's really a threat? The 49ers have issues at quarterback. They're both injured and they have Sam Darnold. Like Green Bay was a threat. Aaron Rodgers is gone. Just in your own division. Yeah, Detroit feels like they're on the rise, but Detroit wasn't a playoff team a year ago. Like the Bears are still rebuilding. Like you just go up and down the NFC. And and for me, it's hard to find anybody outside of Philadelphia that I go, oh, yeah, 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 that's the one. Dallas? I mean, at what point in the last 30 years has Dallas given you any indication that they're the team they were when they were going to Super Bowls in the 90s? Because they haven't even been back to a conference championship. I think the Giants are going to take a step back. You go to the NFC South. Who the hell knows what's happening there? It's a fun division because it's kind of up for grabs as well, too. Carolina loves Bryce Young. He's now the starter, as if that was, wasn't was going to happen anyways. And then you go to the NFC West and you're like, outside of the Niners, Seattle feels good. Arizona's the worst team in the league by far. And by the way, there are odds out there on the Cardinals going 0-17, which is just tremendous. Tremendous considering less than two years ago they were in a playoff game. That's how fast this stuff can turn. And then the Rams, nobody knows. Because Matt Stafford can't stay healthy. So you're just looking around the NFC, and it's hard to find a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. Yet everything the Vikings are saying is, is telling you, we don't believe that he's the guy. Their GM came out a couple of years ago and said, when he took the job, yeah, we don't have a Patrick Mahomes. We don't have one of those. It's so, okay, but I mean, he's not bad. Like, you could do a lot worse in the NFL than Kirk Cousins. Like, if you want to do the quarterback game in the NFC, if you just look around, and we've talked about it on this show before. Like, who are you taking before you take Kirk Cousins? Just in the NFC. Jalen Hurts, and that's really based off one year. And who else? Because I'll take Cousins over just about anybody else in the NFC. Dak Prescott. Maybe Jared Goff. Matt Stafford. So if I'm a Vikings fan, I'm looking at this window of opportunity going, "Yeah, maybe we can't win a Super Bowl, but at least could we get there and see what happens? Like get to that point and then and then, you know, see where we're at?" So that to me feels like it's frustrating if I'm a Vikings fan because I'm looking around going, "Dude, like Rodgers is gone. This division could be ours, and it could be ours for another couple of years if Justin Fields takes longer to develop." If Detroit takes a step back, or if Detroit's just sort of where they were a year ago, and Jordan Love isn't the guy, we could run this division for a little while here. And it just feels like they want to call it, and Tom Pelissero spoke about this and said, well, they're calling it a competitive rebuild. So, okay, you call whatever you want. To me, this feels like a missed opportunity, and I think the Vikings got worse by getting rid of Dalvin Cook. Not better, whatever this does financially for him. Now, that being said, have you seen who's rumored to be kind of sniffing around potentially as a landing spot for Dalvin Cook to Miami Dolphins. You see that? Like uh, Mike McDaniel tried to explain it and he's like all over the place, but it's really entertaining and everybody likes Mike McDaniel, but you're just like you're, you're seeing like the Dolphins, you know, the Dolphins are kind of popping up. And then I started thinking about this. I've noticed that the Dolphins are popping up a lot lately when it comes to landing big names that are available on the open market like i feel like we're seeing miami's name a lot you know it also seems like every time there's a big name on the open market or something like that or there's a big name out there that the eagles are are making moves you know like uh whether it's Jalen carter or every other player that comes out of georgia DeAndre Swift is available because the Lions took Jameer Gibbs. And so, of course, where would DeAndre Swift end up? Of course, he'd end up in Philadelphia. Why wouldn't he be? Of course, that would make some sense. Titans are shopping. A.J. Brown. Hey, who? Of course, it's Philadelphia. Of course, they would be the team. It's kind of like what the Rams did previously. Now, they're having to kind of replenish the draft picks and all that stuff now, but Remember when, like, every time there was a big name on the market, a Jalen Ramsey, a Matt Stafford? Like, it was always the Rams who were the team making the move. Like, it, just, it feels like the same old teams are always the most aggressive. And you know what I noticed about the Rams back then? And the Eagles now? And the Dolphins now? All of those teams, playoff teams. And in fact, one won a Super Bowl. Another maybe should have won a Super Bowl. And the Dolphins would have gotten even further than a playoff spot had their quarterback not been dealing with concussion issues. Like, it's always the same team, seemingly. There's like a handful of teams that are always the most aggressive. And then there's kind of everybody else. It's like, the Cowboys are a perfect example of it's it's all smoke. There's no real fire. It's just kind of smoke. Because every time there's a big name out there, Jerry Jones is always commenting on that big name potentially being a Cowboy. Like whenever the betting odds come out for, hey, uh, uh, where's, uh, if so-and-so doesn't play for this team, where's he most likely to end up? You notice the Cowboys are always there because their fan base gets really excited and they're trying to work them into some of these betting lines. To, but if you want to set a real line, the real line is the Cowboys probably aren't interested and they're probably not going to make that move. But if you wanted the most sure bet you could possibly make, seemingly any time there's a big name out there, a veteran looking to go elsewhere, look at it seems like it's always the Dolphins or it's always the Eagles. And if, and a couple of years ago it was always the Rams. And the most aggressive teams we've seen, and people can mock Les Sneed and his approach in L.A. all you want. You could say whatever you want about those guys. And you could poke as much fun at them for last year and poke as much fun for them for what they are this year. The reality is, in their approach, they went to two Super Bowls and they won one. And Philadelphia and Miami are doing the same thing. And thus far, it's working. Because Philadelphia feels like they've gotten even better whether that translates into another Super Bowl run, who knows? Again, Super Bowl hangovers are real, but I don't think they've gotten worse. And Miami feels like they're on the cusp of being a really dangerous team. And if Tua stays healthy, they already showed they could beat Buffalo and play with them in a playoff game. That to me feels like another threat. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. And coming up next here, we're going to tell you about how somebody's like trying to convince you of something. They're trying to convince you. They're trying to tell you, hey, we care. Unfortunately, if you have a good enough memory, there's glaring examples of them not telling the truth. We'll get into that for you here coming up shortly. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Nick Cope.
2: All right, Jonas, in golf, we got more details coming out this morning on the PGA Live Golf merger. The Wall Street Journal with a report that says PGA Commissioner Jay Monahan told PGA employees the reason for the merger is because the tour could not financially afford to continue fighting legal battles against Live Golf and the Saudi Public Investment Fund while at the same time increasing prize money for its own players. Journal also said that Monahan claimed the tour spent $50 million in legal fees. And had used 100 million of its reserve funds. In a statement to ESPN, a PGA spokesperson said, quote, to characterize that this agreement was made due to litigation costs and other uses of reserves is an oversimplification, end quote. We do have the third round of the Canadian Open in progress. Nick Taylor is at the top of the leaderboard. He's got a one-shot lead at 11 under. Roy McIlroy has had a nice round so far. He is two under and three shots off the pace. Live scores in baseball. Diamondbacks on the verge of closing out the Tigers. They lead 5-0 in the ninth inning. White Sox on top of the Marlins, one zip in the fifth. Reds on top of the Cardinals, 5-0 in the fifth inning. No score yet between the Blue Jays and the Twins in the second inning. And the Padres with an early 1-0 lead on the Rockies. That ball game is in the second. At the French Open, World Number One, Igosh Fiantec won the women's title for the second straight year. Tomorrow Novak Djokovic in the men's final goes for a record twenty-third Grand Slam title. And in the Champions League final, Man City and Inter Milan are scoreless. Matches currently in the 31st minute. Jonas, back to you. Uh, by the way, Nick, uh, we've got to talk about this briefly because you yes. and I were discussing it
6: off the air. So there was this story that came out where the Seahawks were planning on uh, bringing back the old retro jerseys, I think for at least a game this year. Mm-hmm. And you and I were talking about how, look, I, I love what Pete Carroll's done. I'm happy for the Seahawks' success post-Russell Wilson. It feels like they are they are on the rise Dude, the, the the vintage Seahawks jersey should be the ones they go with every single week. I am not a fan of this color scheme they roll out. If, don't they feel like Oregon... Like they got to roll out a different. It seems like it's some neon color. It just feels weird. I feel like Seattle's in a better place with the vintage jerseys. Much like the Giants last year when they brought out those old '80s, uh, 1980s uh, Giants jerseys. Yep. I feel like much better look than what they're currently working with majority of the
2: season. That that highlighter green just ruins the whole thing. If they were, if they tone that down, they might be able to make it work. But I, I think they're going to get a strong push to bring back those old school colors because they are going to look so much better. So
6: awesome. It's yeah. so awesome. Like, it just, the Giants, even the old, like, the Jets logo, like, the old, uh, the one that went across the helmet. Like, I was never a fan of, like, the the oval NY that the Jets would have. Like, I was never a fan of that. Even when the Niners bring back the old 1980s, like God, those are so badass, man. I just, makes you yearn for the past. You know, for anybody that played Tech Mobile growing up, that's probably what they were wearing, although you couldn't tell because the graphics were so bad. Yeah. So it's unfortunate. Uh, All right. It is uh, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, we're going to have another edition of The Scrap. Some things in the world of sports and beyond we have not had a chance to get to. That's going to be yours coming up uh, in about 15 minutes from now. But right now it is time for the progressive play of the day.
8: Jamal Murray has it the other way. They jump him on the two-man team over to KCP. Aliyuk, dock! Two hands, Aaron
6: Gordon. Man, this cat is on fire. All of a sudden, he's a leading scorer in the first half with 16 points. Altitude Radio Network on the call. That is your Progressive Play of the Day. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Yeah, let's go ahead and... uh, Somebody was tweeting at me earlier and they said, didn't you predict uh, the Denver Nuggets in five games? And and yeah, I did, but I don't even care about that. I just want the series to be over. In fact, I, I wish there was some way... You could just call Adam Silver and be like, all right, what do you think, dude? Like, can we just like, uh, is there anything we can do? Like, if we promise to talk more NBA in the offseason, will they just end this series already so we can move on with our lives? Like, it's just, it's, it's just painfully obvious. And like, for all this talk about Miami Heat and the run that they've been on, man, they haven't played real good basketball in a little while here. It's been like at least a couple of weeks. They lost three of the last four to the Celtics, and they've lost three of four so far to the Denver Nuggets. Like, when you're two and six in your last eight games, I don't care what time of year it is, that's not good. And we got to sit through yet another game coming up on Monday. So hopefully, uh, we can just get it done and then move on. And then we'll see whether or not Dame Lillard or one of these other big free agents wants to, or, or p- potential trade acquisitions, want to go to Miami and, and, and team up with Butler and Bam and Eric Spolstra. And then we could try this whole thing over again. But as it stands right now, I'm done with it. I'm done with the NBA. Let's wrap this stuff up and move on with our lives. All right. Uh, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. Okay. So let me, because I did find we were talking about the hypocrisy. Cause there's a little bit of hypocrisy when it comes to the PGA and the live tour and all the other stuff that comes along with it. It's like all these guys crying about not getting money that are turning down money and now being upset, you know, it's like, all right. So is it your morals that you were a big fan of? Like, is that what you were, you were stuck on? Or was it the money? Like, which is it? Cause if this was all about morals, then the money wouldn't even be a factor. You wouldn't need any sort of equity stake or any sort of, you know, options financially with this new partnership. It would just be like, hey, I stood my ground. I stood up for what I believe in. I disagree, but whatever, we move on. It feels like a lot of guys now want theirs, right? Which is weird because theirs was blood money two years ago, but now it's okay because it's just like the whole thing is, is, is comedy when it comes to the hypocrisy of it. Here's the other thing that I thought was uh – kind of interesting this week. So there were a lot of sporting events that were being canceled in the Northeast and the New York area because of the wildfires in Canada. And so you had the Yankees cancel a game. I believe the nationals did as well too. The giants had an OTA practice uh, that they had to cancel, which really not that big of a deal considering everybody seemingly was canceling OTAs over the past few days I mean, the Jets canceled like their last week. The Jaguars were so over OTAs. They had a paintball tournament. Not making that up. That's a real thing that a paintball tournament, which by the way, I'd like to point out here, Doug Peterson can have a paintball tournament and cancel practices. Imagine if Urban Meyer had done that when he was head coach. Just saying, imagine if Urban Meyer does that when he's head coach of the Jaguars, how that would land with some people. But nonetheless, hey, listen, everybody likes paintballing. I had a bunch of buddies back in the day who used to paintball. They were uh, a bunch of savages, though. They would freeze the paintballs and then put them in their guns and then rifle them off when they'd go and play. It's dangerous. It's like shooting rocks. But, you know, the Giants you know, not playing and not participating in OTAs because of the the fires and all that. All of that makes sense. Here's the one that doesn't make sense. The Belmont Stakes. Because there was a chance that they were going to cancel the Belmont Stakes later on today. And the reason they were going to cancel the Belmont Stakes later on today is because if the air quality wasn't healthy enough for the horses, they were absolutely not going to run this race. Can you believe that? Good for them. The health and safety of the horses is the most important thing. As we step over dead bodies To continue the Kentucky Derby Okay, Just so just Let's be clear here Alright, <laughs> let's be clear It is about health And safety We need these horses to be at 100% Alright Hey, what about those other seven that died a couple weeks ago Well, listen, you know, stuff happens It's, uh, you know, it's one of those things It's a dangerous sport, but, but listen We are all about the health and safety of the horses As they pull out a javelin full of PEDs and then blame it on a horse eating contaminated hay that one of the workers urinated on a couple of years ago, according to Bob Bafford. But again, this is all about the health and safety of the horses. And we are ready for the Belmont Stakes coming up later on today. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter, at theJonasKnox, at theJonasKnox on Twitter. And again, you can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. All right, it's so coming up next. We're going to put a bow on this bad boy. It's another edition of The Scraps. Things in the world of sports and beyond we have not had a chance to get to, and it's yours right here on FSR.
1: Do you love Selena?
3: Like, really love
9: Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up about 15 minutes from now hear from the TireRack.com studios, the great Steve Hartman and Bucky Brooks will take over the airwaves. So make sure you stick around for that here again about 15 minutes from now. By the way, I was talking to Steve Hartman uh, a little while back. I, I was in San Diego last weekend. I got to tell you, man, Steve. I brought it up th- this week. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, ET joining us here, uh, our straight Steve. off the spacecraft. Uh, he just picked up uh, an entire line of Reese's pieces uh so he's joining us here uh so uh, uh, Mr. uh Mr uh Mr uh Terrestrial uh what is the name of the guy working with Bucky Brooks coming up in about 15 minutes from now
2: Steve thank you
6: <laughs> But uh he was telling me about how great the uh petco park was where the padres play man it is fantastic absolutely tremendous uh so if you're a padre fan um and if you are not a lot to celebrate because you don't really win like all that much but uh but the point is like the stadium the ballpark tremendous job well done so uh when i was there i was like damn damn this is where steve hartman used to call home what what a spot that is! So uh, so good stuff there uh, down in San Diego. Uh, all right, so uh, right now it is time for something we do on the show. By the way, also, um, guy writes in before we get to this, and he says he asked me a question. He's all, "How come we have to focus on the morals of the live tour and not if Bryson DeChambeau is on the gas?" Well, I mean, there's a fair question. I don't know if Bryson DeChambeau is going to piss hot if they were to give him a PED test. I have no idea. And if the guy's on the gas, he's on the gas. Look, I think there's a lot of people that are on the gas. How
5: the hell do they know that I got gas?
6: I don't know. And I'm not about to ask. Golf's got bigger problems. But we don't because it's time for this.
5: Jonas. You moron. How
6: could you not get to these stories?
0: You moron.
6: These are the scraps. And for that, we turn it over to our executive producer, Bo Benson, to find out what the hell we've missed so far on the show. Bo? All
7: right. Uh, new Panthers running back, Miles Sanders, spoke at uh, OTAs this past week. Uh, and when asked if the Panthers... Uh, after, wow. When asked if he was upset by his usage in the Eagles' final loss of the season in the Super Bowl, uh, Sanders did not mince words. He said, last game of the season, for all the marbles, everybody can answer that question. If they put themselves in my shoes, would they be happy? I don't want to make headlines, but if it does, I don't care. Uh, Miles Sanders did, of course, fumble in that Super Bowl and cost you yeah. those points. So, uh,
6: I mean, I, I wonder, like, what if they had won? I yeah. wonder what he would have said. you know,
7: He'd still like, be upset because they would not have re-signed him. <laughs> uh,
6: yeah, it's, it's weird because, uh, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster was on the winning team. I wonder if they asked Juju Smith-Schuster, hey, I mean, you had a pretty good game, but you know, kind of bummed out about your usage. And It's funny, I, I don't think he would complain about it because yeah. he would have won the game. It's like, dude, you, you lost the game. You know the, the defense couldn't make adjustments, and as it turns out, possibly because the defensive coordinator was uh, interviewing for jobs in the city that he eventually took the head coaching job uh, at. So you know, it feels like that's more of the story here, and not whether or not you know he's bitter about his usage. Yeah, you know, it feels I'll, I'll say this though: Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni was talking this week about how he's the most coachable player he's ever had. Jalen Hurts and we were talking about it if you go back just 5 years ago where he was at getting benched in the national championship game for Tua Tagovailoa and then 5 years later he's outplaying Patrick Mahomes in a Super Bowl if you're Philadelphia you got to feel yeah. pretty good about
7: yeah, it yeah i mean i even last season i wasn't sure if they should give him a massive extension and it's very uh, very well-earned by Jalen Hurts there.
6: Best player on the field in the Super Bowl, and it wasn't yeah. even close. Yeah, Not by, even far, close.
7: by far. By uh, far. Reports came out over the last week that the Suns and uh, Chris Paul could be headed for a divorce, and of course the Los Angeles Lakers and the Los Angeles Clippers yeah, of are among the teams that could be interested in his possible services.
6: A little surprised. Uh, first of all, I'd be surprised if Chris Paul went to either considering, you know, I think it was Kanye West who threw out the, you know, the rumor that Chris Paul had had, uh, you know, the, he had some sort of a relationship <laughs> right. with Kim Kardashian. <laughs> yeah, I forgot so about I, that. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I would want to get as far away from L.A. as possible if I was Chris Paul. Yeah,
7: you know, I thought, I thought the interesting part of this story was that it's such a good microcosm of how the NBA information economy works because Chris Haynes has said multiple times that he's buddies with Chris Paul. So, if he's the one saying that, then that's Chris Paul saying, yeah, they're going to cut me. But then you have Adrian Wojnarowski, who everybody knows is comfortable with the front offices. And he's like, well, well, they could, but they're going to look to trade him or they might keep him, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, Chris Paul jumped the gun and got his side out there, the Suns. gotta have their say too so just a uh, a whole mess but yeah yeah
6: because chris paul wants to be able to pick where he wants yeah. to go and yeah, not get traded somewhere yeah and then after you know maybe there would be a buyout like we see in the middle of the season sometimes it's just like if you're a laker fan dude like the last thing you need is another aging superstar who can't stay healthy yeah like you you found something this year in a bunch of younger players who don't have the health issues in the middle of the year, and you made a run all the way to the Western Conference Finals. Like, the last thing they need is another veteran. And I know LeBron James maybe doesn't want to have to, you know, use younger players or rely on them. But, dude, Anthony Davis has got issues staying healthy. LeBron James has got issues staying healthy recently. And Chris Paul always has issues staying healthy. I know they're good buddies, and they were on, like, some banana boat together back in the day. But, dude, figure figure it out and go in another direction
7: i i have never been more sure of anything in my life but if if he's a free agent the lakers are going to sign him and i I don't think i'm going to be happy uh lions legend calvin johnson said recently that he's willing to do anything to help uh, wide receiver jameson williams and it's just pretty cool to see calvin johnson uh, be a part of the lions again
6: yeah i mean if he really wants to help him
7: you know. Play some bets.
6: Yeah. Like if yeah, you could right? like the, the, here's the other part of this whole gambling fiasco in the NFL. I don't think the punishment should be as harsh if you win the bet. <laughs> like like, why should I be punished if I called my shot correctly? You know yeah, what I mean?
7: You know what? And if you hit a crazy parlay, they should yes. just give you a win.
6: I'm telling you, like Calvin Ridley, he was doing seven game parlays, which is basically, you know, you're doing, uh, you're looking down a line of games in the NFL going, I think that team's going to win, that team's going to win. You pick seven of them like everybody does every week. And then somebody gets in an and says, hey, if, if all of those hit, it pays out even more. And you're like, wait, really? Yeah. Okay, I'll do that. Like, if Calvin Ridley hit a seven-game parlay, not only should he have not been suspended, there should be a statue of Calvin Ridley erected outside NFL headquarters in New York. Like, that that's what I'd be... And gambling headquarters everywhere. In fact, they should build a casino for Calvin Ridley in Las Vegas if this guy's hitting seven-game parlays. Like, some, some of you nerds, Gotta start wrapping your arms around the idea of gambling. Alright, everything's in life it is a gamble. If you hop in your car to go to work, who knows? Roll of the dice. Like everything's a gamble. And I'm not gonna sit here and judge a bunch of guys in the NFL like Isaiah Rogers, who's having the kickoff eliminated from the game because they've gotta try and supplement their income. Keep gambling, it provides content for us.
4: Jonas, son of a bitch.
2: I'm the
3: And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon.
1: We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.
9: More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
10: He has the smarts.